Welcome to Sound Off, WKNC's daytime music podcast, where we discuss some of the latest news and do one in-depth album review. This week, we will be reviewing the latest from Broken Social Scene called Forgiveness Rock Record. I am Michael Jones, and as always, alongside me, I have... Sarah Hager, also known as Serenade. And Kirsten Southwell, also known as DJ Vice. All right, so we're in a little bit of a weird period here. Uh, it's kind of in between testing. Now, Kirsten, you have uh, you're, you have a weird schedule, so you don't have to worry about testing so much right now. But right. for Sarah and myself, we do. So when you well, say weird, well, I mean well. I'm done. Yes, that's yeah. what I mean. Designs. Um, and the day that we are recording this is before the first week of testing officially kicks off. We're recording this during one of the reading days here at the university. So what's going on is instead of the normal news, at least for this week, we're going to talk about some of the things that we have been listening to. So let's get kicked off. Sarah, what are some of the things that you have been listening to um, just recently? Well, speaking of exams, I've been trying to find French bands, actually, to help me study for my French exam. So I came across Prototypes and Corps de Pirates. Pirates. (laughs) And so I've been studying slash enjoying great foreign music. With that, that's exciting. Anything in particular that you really want to emphasize you've been listening to lately? Me? Yes. Oh, still on me. Um, Also some post-rock. I found gifts from Manola, and I love them, love them, love them. They sound like, if anyone out there listens to post-rock a lot, they sound like Caspian and Don Cab. And I've enjoyed You're on a different planet than me. I've I (laughs) whole nother level. (laughs) Yeah, I've I've never listened to post-rock music. But I like it. That's cool. Is it? Is it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, (laughs) I saw Benji Hughes uh, with the old ceremony not too long ago, and I'm pretty sure that he is one of the most fantastic musicians slash performers I have ever seen. If someone named Benji Hughes is coming to your town, do not walk but run to that show because it is something you have to see. He just gets belligerently drunk. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's, it is the craziest show. It, and when I was there, we went with KNC. I went with my uh, two DJs, uh, DJ Justin and Spaceman's Fifth. And we saw Mike there and Molly Pop. And both persons, when I said, hey, what's up? The first thing they said to me was, have you ever seen Benji Hughes before? Oh, you haven't? Oh, oh, just wait. Because it is an experience totally. So, And on, to- on top of the fact that he's a wonderful performer... And a hilarious performer. He's also an extremely talented songwriter and singer. So, Benji Hughes, one. Also, um, Luego's brand new album. Sorry, I'm punching the local music here. Yeah, the, the North Carolina music scene. But this is what I've been listening to. So, actually. Fair is fair. Benji Hughes, apparently, um, just or Jeremy told me that his album got picked up by Rolling Stone and gave it four stars. Very wow. nice. That's impressive. Isn't that crazy? And he's from Charlotte. So, um, and then... Yeah, Luego's ba- uh, brand new album, Ocho, is really crazy. I mean, they only came out with one album first, and then this is their second album. And it's it's just very, very cohesive as an album. It's really enjoyable to listen to, especially if you're doing homework, which I'm not. And on top of that, uh, Gold Frap got their CD. Um, Beach House, we, we were singing them the other day once. And Doc Watson, I've discovered recently. So, go ahead. Oh, okay. For me, well, you know, being being uh, one of the music people here, I've been listening to a wide variety of music. Um, just to name a few, I'm just gonna list these off and then tell you which ones have really been standing out to me. Um, Av Buffalo came out with the the debut self titled album. We're about to play them. 
Ah, very yeah. nice. Yeah. Well, you, you're supposed to be on the radio right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm supposed to be on the radio right now. Um, I also got the chance over the weekend to hear Dead Weather's latest album, Sea of Cowards, which we may be interv- which we may be reviewing here soon. Um, also, First Aid Kit, The Big Black and The Blue. Now, this is a, uh, I, I believe it's Swedish, but they're teenage they're teenage girls, and they just sing this amazing folk music. Um, I've also, and we're going to actually be reviewing this, I guess, well, in the time that this airs, we reviewed this last week, uh, but uh, New Pornographers Together, which I will refrain from using comments on just so that we don't spoil that because, again, weird positioning right now. I guess if you're listening to it, just I, saying. Yeah. So I've been a bit <laughs> on like a folk streak. Um, Tallest Man on Earth uh, mm-hmm. with The Wild Hunt. I love that album all the way through. That is one of the best that I've listened to all year long. And I can say that confidently. Um, Laura Marling, I Speak Because I Can, also heard that one recently. Um, just another beautiful, beautiful folk album by Laura Marling. She used to be a member of Noah and the Whale back in the day, but since has kind of gone on to do her own thing. Right. And the, this is her second album, much different from her past stuff. So it's it's pretty interesting in just how she's moving along. And uh, I enjoyed it quite a lot. There are several really solid tracks. Um, mo- even newer stuff, Hold Steady, just had their latest release, Heaven Is Whenever. Um, I wasn't too particularly crazy over this one, I will say. Sorry. I mean, Hold Steady, from what I hear, they're one of those amazing live bands, but when you put them on in a, in a studio, the, it just doesn't translate that well. So those are just some of the things that I've been listening to. Also, brief mentions because I love these albums, and I know I seem like I've just loved what I've been playing, with the exception of the Hold Steady album. wasn't particularly fond of that. Not A Surf has an album full of covers. It's called If I Had a Hi-Fi. And uh, Radio Department just released uh, an album that, if you listen to it, it's going to blow your mind. It is absolutely fantastic. It's called Clinging to a Scheme. Who's that? The Radio Department. The Radio Department. Yes. And those are all just a handful of really fantastic albums that I've had the uh, luck to listen to recently. Have you guys had any chance to listen to those? I have Radio Department on my computer, and I've been enjoying that. I haven't heard New Hold Steady, though. I like them. Well, we just got it, and I, I think it's going to divide some people, but I, I do believe that the ultimate argument is going to be great live, not so great when it comes to actually recording material. I actually saw their, uh, I think it was their celloist play out a Broadway musical. That's crazy. That's Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> that awesome. That was pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I haven't heard the new Pornographer's album, but I've heard it's got pretty high expectations. I heard the single. Well, we at, well at this time, remember. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but you have heard it, I guess, in uh, a way. It's yeah, just you totally. don't know what you think about it just yet because of the time that we're, we're right. recording this. <laughs> Weird. I know. It's, we're time traveling this week. <laughs> Pew. Pew. So anything else you guys want to mention? Uh, I guess I should do one shout out. Um, I guess it's another local band, but I have to say... Is probably one of the best one of the best albums I've heard all year. Um, it's the Major Sevens. Uh, it's a band from Boone, and it's it's kind of it's got a folky vibe to it. But they have just done things with that genre of music that I have never heard before in my life. So um, if you catch the Major Sevens on MySpace, definitely check it out. It's got like the country meets. He, I think he does one song that sounds like he's like singing through a megaphone, which I know has been done, but really not with that genre of music. And they're Kids our age, and they just do. They they're fantastic songwriters, performers. Highly recommend. That's all. Yeah, so <laughs> we're we're going a little short this week, just because we don't have our regular news. But uh, just a couple of things. I guess most of these are recommendations from ourselves. Yeah. Among other things, we're with the radio man. We're legit. <laughs> we know what we're talking about. 
All right. All right. I think it's about time to move mm. on to our review. Once again, you are listening to WKNC Sound Off. Uh, this week, we are reviewing Broken Social Scenes' Forgiveness Rock Record. This is their fourth studio album. It's being released with Arts and Crafts. So, Broken Social Scene, Forgiveness Rock Record, first impressions. Um, okay. I thought I had never heard of the band before. Actually, just from the title of the band, I really thought it was like something that I might have listened to in middle school, like something along with that, like Blink-182 sort of sound. I was like, why are we even reviewing this? But I was really pleasantly surprised, and I I described it in one sentence as really awesome use of noise, and every song is a toe tapper. I'll agree with that. It had a really full sound without sounding like it was overdone or too much overkill on that. And overall, I thought it was a really good record, but nothing blew my mind. But what did you think, DJ One? Oh, okay. I'm well, sure um, he's about to tell us. What happened was, is uh, <laughs> I sat down and listened to it just in one go, and the first thing that I wrote down in all capitals was "whoa," because I really did enjoy this record a lot. Uh, every song is creative in its own distinct way. There's constantly this crash of sounds that bring something new to every record, or not every record, but every track on the record. And I I thought that this was uh, absolutely enjoyable, and this is a fantastic follow-up from their previous efforts. Yeah, I'd never heard um, anything else from them, but it, it kind of did want me to encourage looking at their older stuff and taking it no definitely if if you like this then i would say go back and listen to the other things especially what i did immediately afterwards i was like oh i wonder what they used to sound like and i think it stayed pretty true to their sound for the most part right you're more well versed in it than i am uh what what, yeah I, i would say it is uh one thing that i really liked about this that they've shown in the past is that every song has these kind of i don't want to say delicate but they have these intricacies to them that just make them or that blow them out of the water. They kind of take them above the rest. And so I, I feel like I keep saying this, but this is a great album. One of the best that I've, I've listened to this year. Um, definitely, I I don't know where it'll go at the end of the year with my top five, but it, it, it's a contender. It's a real contender because right. what they do is they're able to take these really complex songs, uh, and each of them is incredibly complex, and none of them sound the same at all. I never felt that any of them sound the same. But it wasn't too different where it sounded bad. Like, everything still worked. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like a bunch of people banging on pots and pans for <laughs> six minutes. It was, Actually, there were probably some pots and pans. In there this. may have been pots and pans. <laughs> but There were so many sounds. Sorry, I just wanted to take your pun and run with it. Oh, okay. Is but that even a pun? I don't know. I guess, I guess. It is now. <laughs> but they are definitely, oh. definitely really complex tracks. I, I kept bringing that up is that just every song just has all these different elements to them. And what they're able to do really well is kind of place them in at the exact right moment. What was your favorite song? Uh, Texaco Bitches. Really? Yeah, that was it. Although I I really did, I can't remember the name of the track right now, but uh, Emily Haynes, it's something X. Sorry, do you guys know? Oh, Sentimental X. Sentimental X. I thought that was an absolutely excellent effort with uh, a change in vocals for the album and but I love Emily Haynes and Metric and everything she touches. Yeah, I love her I, voice. I also liked the All to All, which is pretty similar to that Sentimental Exes. It was just like a really sweet, um, elegant female vocalist song. So that was nice. I love it when they have the upbeat background with a slow vocal. Mm-hmm. Like kind of like postal service esque. 
Right, right, right. No, I can totally see that. Actually, um, there was one song that sounded a lot like Iron and Wine. I think there was one, the last song, um, Me and My Hand, which, by the way, (laughs) if you listen closely, the first word they say, did you catch it? I didn't know what they say. Oh, you have to go back. Oh, okay, Um, now I'll go back. The first word you'll hear is vagina. (laughs) And then the song starts. It's really quiet. It's like one of the band members just says it, which... I think sets up the whole thing to be just a giant sexual innuendo. I think that's what well. It's I mean, going the for. name of the track is it's "Me and My Hands." We were together from the start, and then what, the last line is something about "But I can learn to love you too" or something really <laughs> close to that. Oh my god! I really want to find the one that I said sound okay. Highway Slipper Jam, the one that started with like the African scat sounding chant, the "Boop boop 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 boop" chant. Good description. Thank you. <laughs> but my favorite song was Art House Director. That and one didn't stand out to me, really. Really? It had like a ska little vibe, and then it just kind of went flat and had this like elevator music kind of thing I mean, I liked on. it, but it wasn't one that I was like, oh, what's this song? Yeah. Yeah, I just thought but it was, I I liked that one, and um, Chase Scene, too. It was really good. Yeah. You talk about songs not standing out to you. I have to say that every song on this album stood out to me in some way that kind of oh, I love the album. Surprise, but compared to the rest of the album, does that make sense? Like as a whole, yeah. you like it, but there's just one or two tracks that you're not crazy about. Yeah, I like that them? too. I ha- I didn't like the song um, "Sweetest Kill." The more I listened to that one, the better it got. Okay, maybe I'll try that one again. But I. This might be why you don't like it. I thought it was really predictable, and I don't like predictable music. Like I could tell where everything was going the first time I listened to it. Mm-hmm. But the album as a whole is not like that in any way right, because right. because every song is uh, they just don't sound similar at all. Right. But they still kind of keep along this this broken social scene essence that's kind of followed them throughout their career. I mean, again, this is their fourth studio album, so they've had a they've had a quite a bit of time to cement their place and. The rock music industry scene charts, whatever. But would you say that the first half of the album was better than the second half? You don't care. You like it all. <laughs> I think it depends I, on your mood. Like the second half is a lot more chill. Like around Highway Slipper Jam, it starts to get that laid back er vibe. <laughs> yeah, the, the songs seem to sound a bit simpler, I guess, in the mm-hmm. complexity of the sounds. But meet me in the basement was number nine on the track list, which is a little over halfway. Right? I, I loved it. It was my favorite. I couldn't go and then just choose which which half I liked better. Um because if you break it up into halves, they're two rather different halves. If you're gonna compare mm-hmm. them that way, but mm-hmm. I don't know. That just seems like a weird way to compare it. At least for this record now, you could do that with others um one one thought in my mind with being able to break a record in half uh mumford and sons we uh, reviewed mgmt right that was a better way to break up of a record but this one it just the variety between each track to the next i couldn't really develop a single motif that would make it easy to break up the album as a whole mm-hmm. I, I just noticed in my notes that they it, it started to change in the half but no I mean each song definitely held its own diversity mm-hmm. and I thought I I wanted to go back to my point like the really interesting use of noises I they all the the one 
similar quality I felt like in all the songs was that they had some sort of different thing going on, like some really big different thing. No, I agree. Yeah, I'm. I saw that as well. Like I wrote down, like in Highway Slipper Jam, a simple beat like someone would play on a keyboard. You know, like those pre-formatted little boom, yeah, boom, boom, boom yeah, sort of things. And uh, I, I don't know. It was really interesting, also, how they used a lot of electric stuff, and also, well, as in, like, I guess, like the electric noises. I wasn't, like I wasn't guitar. expecting that so much, and I think that was a welcome surprise, among mm-hmm. other things. But maybe I don't know why I wasn't expecting it. I mean, at, at this point, they could do anything that would be out of the ordinary, at least for for. Well, I don't know if it, you could even consider it out of the ordinary for them because they like to experiment, right? And thankfully, they do a good job. At no, they do. It's all. It it seems like the the some. It's parts very chaotic, but also very tight and pulled together. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever heard of um, the Helio sequence? Yeah, I, I felt like they kind of reminded me of them a little bit. Okay. Okay. I would say that <laughs> I would say that uh, the Helio sequence remind, or I would say that uh, the Helio sequence reminds me of Broken Soldiers. I would do it the other way around. Okay. But maybe that's just my contact well, with the, the I've heard efforts. the Helio sequence. For, I've been listening to it for a while now. And this is my first time <laughs> listening to some broken social scenes. So. Okay. But definitely not my last. Well, hopefully hopefully you'll go back and, and listen to the previous stuff. Could you see yourself doing that as well, Sarah? Oh, yeah. I've, I've played this record a lot, <laughs> Um, What was y'all's thoughts on Ungrateful Little Father? The lyrics in that were pretty intense compared to the rest of them. Yeah, no, that that definitely carried some more serious undertones in the rest of the album. Although the album, it, it kind of changes the the moods from time to time. You, mm-hmm. So you, you never get the same feel. I know, I, this. I keep saying this, I feel like I keep repeating myself, but the tracks are just so different that, that they can change the vocals, they can change the sounds, and still make a good track regardless. I think right. that's one of the record's better qualities is that, like, I don't know, I can't really listen to the same sound for a really long time, so it had enough mix where it kept my attention and I kept going back to it. Kind of on that note, I felt like the first song, The World's Sick, uh, it, I personally, I actually couldn't get it to play on their website until the very end. But I felt like it actually really summarized the entire album because it, it kind of changed the pace and it ex- escalated and it had different noises and different vocalists. Okay, so. yeah. Well, I mean, I think World's Sick, if we talk a little bit about World's Sick, it's definitely their most commercially viable song I think they've ever put out. Really? At least, at least from my perspective, if they were going to make a, a top 40 radio hit, it would be world sick, even though it's six minutes long. But I think that they could get away with doing it just for the point that you just make and the fact that it's such a, I don't know, it changes up so much just within the six minutes itself. Mm-hmm. As, as far as radio ready, I feel like Texaco Bitches and Forced to Love are more like set for radio as opposed to world sick. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually really care for Force Love. I don't know which one I would put on the radio. I personally think um, All to All would have probably caught my attention, but I don't think it's very radio ready. The the one with the just the female vocalist. I don't know. I just. I think it's a matter of of individual. There's someone. There's something for everyone. Is something for everyone. (laughs) Make sure you go back and listen to me in my hand because I was like. I listened to it. And, and the like, song on the CD, too, in addition to Kirsten's. Which one? Uh, never mind. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I made a joke. <laughs> oh, I caught it. Okay. No, because like, it was like, and I was like, wait, wait, wait. 
click, click, click on my Mac. You can imagine that. <laughs> Had to go back and hear it. I was really wanting it to be vagina too. And it was definitely what he said. We're so glad he you got your beforehand. vagina. Yeah, because I was like, wait, me and my hand. I guess that can mean so many things. Guess we know. They're <laughs> <laughs> not one for subtlety. I, I felt like I, I couldn't really understand what they were saying a lot of the time. You guys were talking about the songwriting in Ungrateful Little Father, but I remember that, like some of the lyrics I would listen and I'd be like, what? Monkey on your shoulder? What? That's <laughs> water in hell. I tried to look them up, and since it's a new album, not everything yeah. was up, but... Right. I don't know. This was this was one of my favorites. I'll just put that out there again. I, you know, I've said this again. All right. So I think I, we all like it. I think we all like it across the board. So just final <laughs> final thoughts on uh, Broken Social Scenes, Forgiveness Rock Record. Uh, I would definitely recommend buying it. I would def- definitely recommend purchasing it. Uh, isn't this the one that if you purchase it in stores, you get the bonus EP? I, yeah, I believe that. I, we talked about that last week. Totally sure worth it. I we have. I don't think we could listen to that online, but I mean, if this is if that's a continuation of this album, like ten more tracks would be stellar. And I am definitely looking forward to looking up their older music. Yeah, for sure. They don't even need that incentive of oh, free EP. Like this is a great album, regardless. And I highly recommend going out and purchasing it as well. You won't get bored with it. And I can't wait to see him at Hopscotch. Oh yeah. Oh God. Thank you for reminding crazy? me. Thank you for reminding me. You're so welcome. Hopscotch Music Festival in Raleigh, North Carolina, which is in September, if I'm not mistaken. Presented by Indie Weekly. And lots of other people. But uh, uh, yeah, just final thoughts for myself. I had to do that because you know you're full Say disclosure, it. Sarah, with the internship at Indie Weekly at the time. <laughs> All right. Put it on. So just final final <laughs> thoughts for me. Uh, this is a, a great album. You can come back and listen to whichever track, and it's not going to sound anything like the previous tracks. Um, there's going to be a lot in every song, and it's going to blow you away at the end of the day. I agree with the previous, my my cohort's previous statements and the fact that this is definitely one to look into buying. If you are a, even if you're if you are a fan of their old stuff, or even aren't a fan, I think give well, this one a try at least. Just a genre of this music. I mean, there's so many bands that could be like. If you like Passion Pit, you probably like this album. If you like, I don't know. There's just a ton of bands. that sounds like. And it's very, I think it'll be really well received. Sorry, I totally just interjected. No, I definitely agree. This this is definitely going to be one that's going to be received well. I haven't read really reviews about it yet because they're just starting to pour in. But I think this is going to be up top with a lot of people. It's been doing well so far. Like, obviously. 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 Well, with (laughs) us. If it's doing well with us, I think it should be doing well with others. Yes, us three speak for the entire entire music industry. All right. We can at least say the... The youth, youth uh, the college youth. The kids out there. Kids. All right. And with that, uh, I believe we're going to wrap up another week's episode of Sound Off. Once again, I'm Michael Jones, also known as DJ Ones. Still on Tuesdays, 11 to 1. Although they may change over this summer. Things are switching up as, as the summer soon approaches us. Of course, alongside me, I have... Uh, Kirsten Southwell, also known as DJ Vice. Yeah, I think Monday was my last day, but uh, I know we'll be back in the fall and i think i'm sticking with dj justin and spaceman's fifth the awesome th- treat threesome trio oh man you can awesome trio <laughs> yeah that sounds way better and this is oh wait no this isn't my last podcast is it is this my last podcast no this might be for several months okay 
All right, well, just the the time that this is going to air. No, right. we spoke about this a little bit earlier, but the way that this is going to air, it might we'll, be my last. It'll be one. like a week after we actually recorded this. Well, guys, it's been fun, but be back in a few months, hopefully. Yep, so. yep, 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 yep. And I'm Sarah Hager, also known as Serenade. I'm on the post rock block Sunday six to eight, and I think I'll be taking a little break as well this summer, going back home for a month ish. But yeah, yeah. um, post rock block will still be going on, so you can still check that out. You can go visit Sarah in Washington. And do, uh, that's North Carolina, by the yeah. way, Washington. <laughs> there's so much tourist attraction. I don't see why you wouldn't. <laughs> All right, just a just a couple of quick announcements. Again, as you as you heard, we're gonna have a little bit of a lineup change within the next couple of weeks. Hoping to bring on two new panelists. Um I'm still going to be here as your loyal host. <laughs> But don't fear. So loyal. Planning. <laughs> that planning wasn't a stab keeping, at us at all. No. <laughs> planning on keeping uh, the show going over the summer. We're going to take a week off. So after you hear this episode, there's going to be a week before you hear, or maybe I guess two weeks, because you're going to have a week where we're not going to air at our regular time, but we'll come back and hopefully do another uh, another album review now. We're not real sure what that album review will be just yet, but you can always uh, follow us on Twitter. We are at WKNC Sound Off, all one big word. I'm actually very proud that Kirsten has not posted any false facts about me. Well, I plan to week. over the summer. Oh, okay. So don't get your hopes up. Keep don't feel too safe. That's what she wants. <laughs> now, uh, while we take this break, if you ever have any suggestions for what we should be reviewing, what news we should be looking at, you can email us soundoff at WKNC.org. And with that, we're going to sound off. We'll see you in a while. <laughs>